If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturdays at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Um, this episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Joe Esquinazzi. Uh, support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Switchcraft episode 191 is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the show by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something you like. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible and get your free book today. So we've got some pretty big news from Pokemon that came out today. Well, well, it's funny. Uh, There was a tweet from, I think it was the Pokemon company yesterday, basically saying, watch tomorrow for a big announcement. And everybody was like, okay, so we're going to hear something tomorrow, which it kind of falls into line with that same rumor that we've been hearing about that the, um, I believe it was Emily Rogers, I could be wrong, that she had said that, we're going to be seeing something from Pokemon at the end of March. So we got that tweet from Pokemon and everybody's like, oh, she's on the money there, uh, which is good to know. And then it, it was followed up with um, a tweet today, which is really weird. And that that tweet is we're going to announce something on the 31st, which is like, why would they tweet something to say hey we're gonna have big news tomorrow only to turn around and say hey everybody we're gonna have big news on the 31st maybe somebody doesn't know what's going on i'm not sure uh but on the 31st we're supposed to get uh some kind of information about pokemon and it's going to be announced on a japanese children's tv show called ohasuta which i don't know anything about uh but the the description basically says worldwide shock uh, we have obtained shocking information concerning pocket monsters, which is actually what it's called over in Japan. Uh, when they brought Pokemon over to the U.S., I guess there was some other company that had pocket monsters trademarked in the U.S., so they changed it to Pokemon. So there you go. Uh, witnesses witness the moment in new history of Pokemon is born. So their phrasing seems like it must be really really important if this turns out to be nothing if this turns out to be like hey we're gonna do a pokemon cartoon or or, or, you know a new pokemon cartoon or you know uh some spin-off game like uh pokemon shuffle is coming to the nintendo switch like that kind of stuff that better not be what they talk about on the 31st which is on thursday yeah it's on thursday so that's the next time that we have a new episode. Um, we we should know by then what's going on. Um, it's really odd to me that they would make this announcement the way that they have. And some people are saying, well, how come they're making an announcement about Pokemon so close to E3? And my, my guess is that uh, whatever they have for E3 
they know that whatever they have would be overshadowed by a Pokemon announcement because Pokemon is so huge. So it really makes a lot of sense for the po- Nintendo to ask the Pokemon company, hey, uh, they're, they're a second party developer. I mean, Nintendo pretty much owns the Pokemon company. Uh, so it would make a lot of sense for Pokemon, uh, for the Pokemon company to make whatever announcement that they have to make ahead of time. That way it doesn't interfere with all of the other announcements that Nintendo is doing at E3 during their E3 direct. Uh, so I think that this is a good move. It's just really strange the way that they set up an announcement of an announcement and if we don't hear something substantial on the 31st, then that would be an announcement of an announcement of an announcement. And I think it would leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. So I'm predicting that we're going to finally get like uh, some real footage of the new Pokemon game that's coming to the Switch. That's what I think everybody is expecting. And if Nintendo and Game Freak and the Pokemon Company, uh, which what a tangled web of who is what there um but if if those three companies don't give us something real on the 31st i think that they're going to have a lot of upset fans and that's going to tick a lot of people off well i I know right now we've got a few people here hanging out with me watching at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp but there's also a lot of people who are not watching me right now, and they are all over at twitch.tv slash Bethesda, because Bethesda, for the last three or so hours, have been streaming uh, a, a Fallout Boy figure, uh, not an amiibo, because uh, the base is too thick, but a Fallout Boy figure standing in front of an old school TV, and it has the, um, the, the Please Stand By logo uh, that Fallout has been known for. And, um, you know, that means that we're going to be getting an announcement for some kind of Fallout game soon. Now, does this mean that it's going to be a Nintendo related thing? I don't know. Um, So far, the only action that's really happened has been somebody wearing an Elder Scrolls shirt, walked into the shot, kind of straightened their shirt, whispered something into the statue's ears or ear and then walked off of screen. So I'm not sure uh, what exactly it is that they're doing but i'm very interested now let's let's talk about the speculation that people are saying some people are saying well look we're going to be having um uh, an announcement of fallout 4 for the switch uh people are saying fallout 3 for the switch and what do i think is most likely well what i think is most likely is that we'll definitely okay i don't want to say definite we were talking about this in discord earlier and somebody says if they announced Fallout 3 for the Switch. Does that mean that the previous Walmart leak is... Um, I put the quotes around the wrong thing. The, the Walmart quote leak um, is then official or to be believed? And I, I, I personally would say no. I feel like that's a... The Fallout 3 coming to the Switch is, in my opinion, almost a foregone conclusion. I mean, it was built on the same engine as Skyrim, I believe. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Skyrim and Fallout... Maybe Fallout 4 was the same engine as Skyrim. I could be mixing things up. Maybe chat will correct me here in a sec. Uh, Vaxer is saying it was. So, uh, Fallout 3 and Skyrim were both built on the same engine, okay? And... The fact that we got Skyrim on the Switch, it's a no-brainer for Bethesda to have somebody port Fallout 3 over to the Switch. Now, um, then we've got Fallout New Vegas, which 
I never played Fallout New Vegas, and I heard very, very good things about it. It's weird. I bought it on Steam for like on one of those Humble Bundle things where, where you get a bunch of games really cheap. And I got it on Steam super cheap, and I just never loaded it up. And I've just been too busy, and I've got a huge backlog of games on Steam that I don't think I will ever get to. But if it comes to Switch, if uh, Fallout 3 and New Vegas come to Switch, then I am in. I'm going to buy them and play them again because it's been a very long time since I played Fallout 3. What else do I expect? Well, I expect that we'll probably have Fallout 4 VR for probably PS4, uh, PC, uh, not Xbox One. Uh, probably Fallout 4 Remastered for PS4 and Xbox One and that's probably the same version that we'll get on Switch, probably just lower resolution or lower frame rate or something like that. Um, and, you know, we also have Fallout uh, Shelter, which is this fun little um, uh, phone game that would play very well. I, I guess it also came out for PC and I never played it there. Um, Vaxer in chat says, wasn't there already a VR for Fallout 4? I, you know, I'm not sure. I knew that there was VR for Skyrim, but I don't know about Fallout 4. Uh, some people are wondering, is Fallout 4 going to come to the Nintendo Switch? And I think that that was made on a new engine. So Fallout, typically what I believe Bethesda does, and I could be wrong about this, uh, but I believe that Bethesda... Um, what they do is they will make one Elder Scrolls game and one Fallout game using this new and using an engine, and then they'll build a new engine and they'll make one Skyrim, or Skyrim, one Elder Scrolls game and one Fallout game using that engine, and you know they kind of repeat the process. At least that's what it seems like it has been. Although they also made one, they also made New Vegas using the same engine as Fallout Three and um, Skyrim. So, you know, that kind of pokes holes in my theory there. I am looking, I'm very much looking forward to the idea of Fallout 3 and um, and Skyrim being games on the Switch. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Switch has been a really good place for some open world games. And that's what I think is going to happen. Now, there's also rumors that there's this third thing that they're going to do that's not Fallout and it's not Elder Scrolls. I don't think that they would do that prior to E3, especially when they're showing off Fallout and Elder Scrolls stuff in the um, uh, on the Twitch page, which I guess has... 141,000 people watching it right now. They're just watching a statue standing. They're waiting for something to happen. Uh, Pudding says, Fallout 3 is made on Gamebryo, which is a third-party engine. Oh, that's interesting, Pudding. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, Fisto in chat wants to know, is it too early for Fallout 5? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Is it too early for that game to come out? No. It will sell like crazy, and I hope I hope that it does come out. But has it been enough time since Fallout 4 for them to have time to make Fallout 5? And that's the real question. Um, I guess it really depends on how much manpower Bethesda has over there. I mean, Todd Howard, he's done a great job at E3s in the past where he gets up on stage and he's like, look, this is what we're working on and you can buy it in six months. You know, he doesn't do what Square Enix does where they show off something way too early just to make sure that the investors are happy and then they fail to deliver. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'm looking at you. Um, he, uh, Todd Howard does a really great job to not overpromise and to make sure that they deliver. You know, I mean, when they announced Fallout 4, 
uh, that was at E3. Uh, they said, and here's Fallout 4. You're going to be able to play that in November, I think it was. I could be wrong. Maybe it was September. And, um, oh, by the way, you can play Fallout Shelter right now on your phone, which is, it's a really good phone game. And I, I think it would also do well on the Switch. And I think I was talking about this before and I got sidetracked because I saw something shiny. Um, but what do you guys think that we're going we're gonna to see? Please let me know. Email me at runjumpstomp at gmail.com or tweet at me at runjumpstomp. So Rare has said that they are open to other companies using their classic IP. And when I say classic IP, I'm talking about characters like Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, and honestly, I... I I think the other thing would be like Killer Instinct characters. So that's their classic IP. I don't know much of what games off the top of my head that uh, that Rare made, but I knew I know that they made Donkey Kong Country. That's really not that's not within their realm, so that doesn't matter. Uh, but you know, I'm talking about Banjo Kazooie, uh, Conquer, uh, which is that uh, that squirrel thing. Um, but anyway. Uh, they they were asked uh, what what do they think about uh, third parties using their back catalog, and uh, they said uh, Rare has this 32 year back catalog of heritage and intellectual property. And while I wouldn't say we were Disney or even Nintendo or Sega or any other kind of long term IP stalwarts in our business, people ask us to use stuff. It's absolutely not out of the realm of possibility, but not only does the why have to be right, but the team and the people and the who have to be right. Rare is the guardian of Rare's intellectual property, and who knows what the future holds. Now, that was from Craig Duncan uh, talking uh, to, I'm not sure who, let me click on a link right here and we'll see who said it. Oh, it's, um, oh, I can't find who said it. it it's not important. Uh, you can click the link in the show notes and find out yourself. But why am I talking about this? Well, because we know we've got a new Smash game. And people have have asked, uh, in fact, Nintendo asked people to submit ideas uh, during Smash 4 about what, what, what characters do you want to see in Smash Brothers? And one of the ones that won was um, uh, Bayonetta. You know, and we ended up with Bayonetta in Smash Brothers, uh, which is a third party IP. We ended up with Cloud Strife in Smash Brothers, which is third party. And, you know, Smash Brothers has grown well beyond the bounds of, of just Nintendo. And now it, it includes third party characters, characters like we've seen in the past, like um, Solid uh, uh, Snake. Uh, hiding under his cardboard in the GameCube ver version, I believe. You know, we've got Sonic, we've got Pac-Man, uh, we've got stuff from all kinds of different uh, developers in the Smash Brothers game. And honestly, I think that that's a good thing for those other developers because it, it reminds people, hey, look, these are characters that that are... Smash Brothers has become a place to 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 put retro stuff up on a pedestal and show it off and remind everybody hey look at this this used to be a thing and it used to be something that was absolutely huge and i think it would be really good for both nintendo and for retro uh for or not retro but um rare 
to have a character like Banjo Kazooie in the uh, in in uh, the new the new version of Smash Brothers. Now, do I think Conker should be there? Not really. I a lot of people would say that that's probably one of the best three platforms on uh, the Nintendo sixty four ever. Conker's Bad Fur Day, but it just doesn't feel like it but would belong uh, with Nintendo on this. Uh, you know, in the same universe as uh, Mario and Zelda and Metroid and stuff like that. So I don't think that belongs. But Banjo-Kazooie almost feels like a first-party Nintendo platformer. Like, that's the kind of pedigree that we're talking about here. And I would love to see that character in there. And here's something else that that I just thought of that would be really, really cool. Uh, and that would be... What if we're jumping back a story now to Bethesda? What if Bethesda allowed the Fallout Boy, you know, the the little uh, blonde haired dude that that is on all the pictures uh, for your perks in the game? What if that was a character that was in Smash? That would be really cool, and that would be one hell of a reveal. I don't think that would be a reveal that they would do today. Uh, they would obviously save that for E3. But I would love to see the Fallout Boy character in a Vault Boy. That's what it is. Vault Boy. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, so I would love to see the, the Vault Boy be a character in Smash Brothers right alongside uh, characters from Rare like um, uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, so anyway, there you go. Well, Mega Man 11 pre-order trailer is now up. You can click on the link in the show notes over at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash 191 in order to check that out. Um, Mega Man 11 looks really good. I'm not going to play the video here because it'll get flagged by um, by YouTube and then uh, they'll start throwing commercials on this. Uh, but Mega Man 11 looks really good and I'm very excited for the game and just the just watching that video got me excited to play the uh, the collection, which just came out. The, I think it was the 30th anniversary collection of the Mega Man, which has, um, you know, it's two different games and it has like 10 games total between the two of them. And I'm definitely going to pick that up. I don't have time to play it right now, but it's definitely something that I want to pick up. And I'm really excited for that. And I'm even more excited for Mega Man 11 because Mega Man 11 looks like a lot of fun. I love the updated graphics to it. Uh, I like how it looks like it's got this really cool thing that it showed off in the video is these two gears that are installed in Mega Man now. And he has the ability to slow down time. And one of the things about Mega Man games is they have a high level of difficulty. And because the difficulty level on those games is so high... Um, it's a little daunting for some people, I think. And like I went through and I played Mega Man 1 um, way back when I first started doing stuff on YouTube. Uh, even before I started streaming on Twitch, I, I had played this. I recorded my entire playthrough and I was going to upload it. And then I decided, you know what? I'm not going to upload this. I ended up deleting all of my footage. But I played through and beat Mega Man 1. And then I was going to do two, and I just got distracted and never did. Um, so the one thing I will say is that the first one was extremely difficult, and the the addition of like this slowing down time version makes it a little more accessible. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Mega Man 11, and I think you guys should definitely check out that trailer. Yeah! 
become the hero you've always wanted to be with the new Nintendo 2DS XL Hylian Shield, Hylian Shield, I don't know how to say it, pre-installed with The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Uh, you can get it exclusively at GameStop for $159.99 on July, whoops, on, uh, on July 2nd. And here is a picture of the, if you're watching the video, you can see the picture of the 3DS looks fantastic. Like this is really, really nice looking, uh, really good looking piece of hardware. I'm really upset that I don't need another 3DS because if I did, this is one that I would definitely want to buy. Now that I've said that, I really need to complain for a minute. And that's because it's exclusive to GameStop. Screw you, Nintendo, and screw GameStop and your stupid exclusivity crap. I am so sick of this garbage. I just can't stand it. Just put it in every store and let me buy it wherever the hell I want. Because it's absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense that they sell this stuff exclusive. What if you don't have a GameStop nearby? Now you got to drive forever or, or, or hope that you can get one online. It's just stupid. And I'm, I'm tired of video game companies pulling this crap where they have exclusive with this brick and mortar store and exclusive with that. And if you want to buy this game, you can get this cool outfit for your character if you buy it at GameStop, or you can get this extra character if you buy it at Target. Just let us buy stuff where we like. Stop trying to force us to go to the to GameStop because I honestly I just can't I just can't stand it it ticks me off and I'm sick of it and chat is upset at my strong language I understand sorry guys sorry I feel strongly about this subject I'm tired of of, of exclusives however that being said if you don't have a 3ds or a 2ds or a 2ds XL or whatever a DS version, then I would definitely say go out and pick one of these up. The 3DS library is one of the absolute best libraries that you can get in gaming. Uh, extremely good value. You guys gotta get one. If you don't have a 3DS or a 2DS, go pick one up now because the number of absolutely fantastic gaming experiences that you could that you can have on a 3DS is just mind-boggling. It's a great system. Uh, this is the best looking one I've ever seen. Uh, like just looking at it again, I'll bring up the screen. It, I almost think that these are like. I can't tell if this is a sticker or if this is like raised up. I think it's just a sticker, just a look uh, three-dimensional. Uh, I'm fairly certain that this is a sticker, uh, but, or, or not, not just a sticker, but I'm fairly certain that like the Triforce does not actually stick out of like a bump on the, on the actual uh, 2DS, but I think it looks great. And if I had to choose out of any 3DS to play, it would be this one. Now, just so you know, if you do pick up this one, it doesn't have the quote-unquote 3D, uh, but most of the time I left that off. I mean, I had the new 3DS XL, the one that's got the little nub uh, that's the C-stick, and um, right now my daughter's trying to come into the into my room. No, I guess not. Um, one second. 
So I've got the one with the, sorry, I got interrupted by my, by my daughter real quick. I, I had the one with like the, the C stick and it had 3d where it would like track your eyes so that if you weren't sitting directly in line with the 3ds, it would still work really well. And it was really awesome, but I still turned the 3d off most of the time. Uh, just because it would save battery myself, you know? Um, and honestly, almost all of the games would play perfectly well on the 2DS. Uh, so I would say this is the one you want to get uh, if you can find one due to the GameStop exclusivity shenanigans that Nintendo's pulling here. This next story is not a Nintendo story, but it's... It's a PSA. It's something that I figured I would tell you guys about. And thank you to Kodiak for posting it in the Discord. Uh, But Sony has a sale coming up uh, for PS4s. They're going to have a brand new, really cool looking uh, PS4. This thing is blue and just really, really nice looking. I I think it looks fantastic. And that's uh, $299. And then for three forty nine, you can get you're going to be able to get a PS4 Pro. Now, this is a Nintendo show. Why am I talking about Sony stuff? Hey man, I am a Nintendo fanboy, and I still play games on other platforms. I have a PS4 Pro sitting right here next to me, and I am a big fan of that platform. I've played a lot of time. I've sunk a lot of time into my PS4, and you know if if you didn't know about this and you were interested in picking one up, then you might miss out. So I figured I would just make sure to tell people uh, about this. Uh, also, the the PSVR bundle is going to get a price cut. The bundles will be starting at $199.99, which is, that's a really, I feel like that's probably a really good deal. Um, I don't know what the, which, which bundle that is, but coming down to $199, um, oh, wait, here we go. Uh, the Skyrim, uh, the Skyrim package is, um, a hundred dollars more. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. It's a little confusing and I didn't read that ahead of time. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, now the, the regular PS4 is not getting a price cut, so it's still going to be $299, but, uh, everything else is getting, uh, it's, it's prices reduced. Uh, in addition, we're, they're also going to be, if you already have a PS4, then there's also some software uh, discounts that you're getting. Uh, God of War is going to be on sale. Gran Turismo Sport, Horizon Zero Dawn, MLB The Show, Shadow of Colossus, Bravo Team, Farpoint, The Impatient. Now, of those games, the ones that I've actually played is Horizon Zero Dawn. And that game is fantastic. And you're going to be able to pick that up for $19.99. Uh, which is a steal at double the price. That game is really, really great. Uh, Putting in chat wants people to kill VR. You know, I I don't mind that that they're making games that are VR games. Um, I want to try Beat Saber, and I definitely definitely want to play... Uh, the, I want to play Beat Saber, and I want to play Skyrim in VR. Vaxxer's mad because I didn't finish Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't have time to finish every game that I play, and Horizon Zero Dawn is massive. And even though I really like it, uh, I did not finish it. Fisto says, be sure to pick up Dad of War uh, for $49.99. I think that, you know, even though it's a Nintendo show, when there's a big sale like that or something coming up like that, I definitely want to tell people about it because even though we all kind of like Nintendo stuff, and if you're listening to this show, I'm sure that you do, 
it doesn't mean that we don't care about other stuff that happens in the industry. Does that make sense? I hope so. So last episode, I put out a uh, poll on Twitter and I asked uh, on Nintendo Switch, do you prefer physical games or digital games? Reply with your reasons. And 66% of people said that they are preferring physical games for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, we've got Anubis, the Pirate King, says, I don't play Switch, but with 32 gigabytes, you pretty much have to buy physical. I disagree. Uh, Nintendo, I think 32 gigabytes is enough because we have expandable storage if we want. If they had made it bigger, then it would have been more expensive. Uh, let's see. Mike says, if all the consoles can run their servers like Steam, where everything I buy, I keep running on whatever system I'm playing, as long as the specs are met and the requirements, I think I'm more digital. Until then, I'm going to keep going physical until I can't. Uh, Bustler says, for me, it depends on the game. If it's something I really want, I'll buy physical to own it, or I'll buy physical to be able to sell it. Um, I, I usually only buy indies as digital. Uh, the only big name game I bought digital is Skyrim, so I'm never without it. Uh, there's a bunch more re replies uh, over at my, uh, at my Twitter account at, at RunJumpStomp. So, um, you know, you guys can head there and, um, and find out what, what other people think. I don't have a Twitter poll question today. Uh, but maybe I'll have one on Thursday and see what you guys like of the, uh, the, the new Pokemon stuff. Well, excuse me, princess. All right, before we go, I want to thank, uh, somebody for their review. Dang it. I, you know, right before the show, I opened up iTunes and I, I copied over what the person said, but I did not write down what they said. So if this was you. I just want to say thank you for the five-star review over on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, they said, I love listening to this podcast. Bill sounds like a regular, down-to-earth guy who just enjoys video games. His reviews are quick and to the point, but also very informative. I also have a blast with the drinking game I made up with this podcast. Every time Bill says, I forgot, or I can't remember, I take a shot. Keep up the great work, Bill. All right. Well, first off, thank you very much. Um, whoever you are, I can't remember who wrote this review because I forgot to write it down. And sometimes when I forgot to do something and I can't remember, uh, somebody has to take like five or six shots. So I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. So hopefully you've got a designated driver wherever it is you're going. Uh, I really appreciate the five-star review. You are awesome, whoever you are. Again, I can't remember because I forgot. Uh, don't forget, if you want to watch the full show, you can do so by heading on over to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can watch live at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays and Thursdays and whatever time I get around to it on Saturday. Just go there now, hit the follow button, and next time I go live, you'll get an alert on your phone. You can bring it up and you can be part of the party. All right. Uh, if you can't join us for the live show, that's totally understandable. People have things to do for crying out loud. Head on over to YouTube.com slash RunJumpStomp and you can watch the full video after the fact. So I always post that afterwards. Um, if you want to support my content, there's one way to do that. And that's by going over to RunJumpStomp.com slash thank you. There is a whole list of of just a bunch of links that you can check out uh, by going there. Uh, you can buy eShop uh, gift cards from Amazon using my Amazon affiliate link. And then you can, any game that you buy through 
uh, with that gift card is basically supporting the show. You can check out our sponsors. You can join Amazon Prime. You can uh, subscribe with Twitch Prime. You can buy a t-shirt. There's a bunch of ways that you can support the show. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you to do so. Uh, Speaking of thank you, Uh, The show would not be the same without these awesome people. So I want to say thank you to the live chat. These are the people who show up on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays uh, over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And that would be Kodiak, Moonwolf, Snowgoes, Ham, Vaxer, Backpack, B, uh, Command, Commander Root, uh, Kimberlina66, who just subscribed on Twitch for a year. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Link31254, Mikey B. Playing. By the way, Kodiak Moonwolf recently subscribed for a year on Twitch as well. So big thanks for that. Uh, Mikey B. Playing. Mr. Pokemon is here lurking. Uh, Fisto, Pudding, Res TV, Royal Leo Wolf, Simple Monk, Slow Cool, TF Wagner, Virgo Pros. Thank you guys so much for hanging out and chatting with me while i do the show i really appreciate it big thanks go to tom winter and noteblock for their use of their music on the audio version of this podcast if you haven't already gone to their youtube channels and uh subscribe subscribed you're missing out because they are brilliant musicians i am out of here and i will see you guys on thursday and maybe we'll find out what bethesda's up to and maybe we'll find out what the pokemon company's up to only time will tell bye-bye